Welcome to another edition of the SC Times Sports Report Podcast. My name is Zach Dwyer, and joining me as he does every week is my co-host Brian Mosey. Brian, you're fresh off a vacation to New York for a couple days, but now you're back in the swing of things. What was it like to to get out of the state for a couple days? It was fun. Yeah, I highly recommend if anybody hasn't been to New York for Christmas time, it's very fun. The Rockefeller. It's funny how like everybody pays hundreds of dollars of flights and hotels. And literally the main reason why you go over there is to see a tree with lights and a building with lights, but it's totally worth it. <laughs> I mean, I did, you know, I did a semi, I did on a smaller scale. I went and, you know, got a hotel room for, you know, over a hundred dollars to go and walk around <laughs> lights in Duluth for like, you know, an hour or so as well this <laughs> on Saturday. So, I mean, smaller scale, but it's, you know, it's fun. There was a the lot nice, going on up there too. Yeah, the nice part was was that I got to stay with my brother and my sister in law. So I mean, a little bit of a free stay, which which was nice. But uh, <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun to go celebrate the holidays with family and um, be away for a little bit. But uh, getting back into the rhythm of things, and it was funny. We were kind of talking about like what have we done since the past week when we last podcasted and. Not a whole lot, because you were on vacation and I was on vacation. Yeah, so we'll talk a little bit about some of the games we did see. We saw a bit of boys basketball beginning of this week um, and the end of last week. And then um, a couple different events we're going to be seeing over the next couple days. And then um, next week will be pretty light with games, um, just because we're kind of getting right up to the Christmas time. But then that last week of December, as we've also discussed before we recorded, um, an insane amount of tournaments, games, all of basically every local team playing in every sport almost um, over the course of two or three days. So there'll be a lot to get to. We'll talk. We'll probably preview those tournaments more next week. But today, we'll, um, other than doing kind of boys basketball at the top, we'll give some of our thoughts from these games we've seen. We're kind of just going to run through the rest of some of the college and high school sports, just try to hit kind of as much as we can. Um, kind of more a general day just to show you where some of these teams are at uh, where they're kind of at earlier in the year and what are kind of those standout performances um, so far. So I think we should start with last night, Brian, on, uh, you know, you got to see Albany boys basketball play for the first time this year. Um, they've been off to a good start. They've been kind of ranked, you know, sitting around that top 10 area, top 20 the entire season so far. Um, and it seemed like, you know, they were playing a top 10 team like Annandale as well. And they were at home, but they, you know, they kind of, well, they definitely showed up and they were able to kind of get a win. What what'd you kind of see out of them from this performance? Yeah, I mean, Albany has been playing some tough teams over the last few weeks. Um, they started off with Melrose um, getting a win there on Friday last week. Then they played Sox Center on Tuesday and then they played Annandale Thursday. So, um, and it was just. I mean, honestly, it's it's been a tough schedule for them. But talking to their head coach, Corey, he's just he said, that's what we want is we don't want to play these teams that we blow out of the water. We want to play teams that we're going to compete and know where we're at when it comes to section tournament time. And they played a very good Annandale team on Thursday. Annandale's ranked number seven in class two A. Albany's ranked number nine. So, I mean, kind of what you expect is a close game with those two two types of teams, and that's what you got. Albany won 63-58, um, but it was definitely not a, you know, slam dunk, sure win type of thing. Um, Albany kind of went out ahead early on and then kind of stopped scoring for like the last seven minutes of the first half. Um, Annadale kind of came back, and then um, actually Trent um, Imholt, he actually was – 
phenomenal in the sense that he got he got a nice pass out to the side of uh, the three point line and hit kind of a baseline shot um, to give the Huskies a 29 to 28 lead going into the half, and that was kind of the momentum that they needed. Um, after that, Albany kind of started hitting those three point shots. They hit 11 on on Thursday night, and um, they were able to kind of get that lead early on. Then once again, Annadale kind of slowly came back and made it a game, but uh, Albany was able to hit free throws at the end of the game to kind of seal the victory. So um, overall, a very good game. You got to see a lot of versatility on the team. Um, you know, they have guys that can be in the paint and um, be able to get some get some nice shots in the paint or some jumpers. Then you have guys that can, you know, they can kick it out and get the three-point shot as well. Um, Carter Beer led the team with 15 points, and then Brady Goebel, um, he was able to get 10 points. So, um, but then you also had two guys in nine, with nine points and two guys with eight points. So that just kind of shows you that there's not one star of, on the team. Um, there's just a collective, a collective unit of players. Um, the one bad part is um, Laquay Jefferson was on the was on the bench on um, Thursday night, and he was not dressed. He had a uh, brace over his right knee and had crutches. So sounds like he's. Um, they're not sure what's what's going on yet. They're kind of doing a lot of evaluations right now to see what's going on. But um, hopefully he can get back soon because I know he's a an important part to their their success as well. So, um, but yeah, no, definitely a fun game. I, Albany definitely has the players to to compete, and I, I expect them to go up in in the rankings after beating Annandale. Um, they could very well be a top five team at, starting next week. Yeah, and you know they're in a strong section for usual as well that has been kind of in recent years. So, um, yeah, having having a having someone like Laquay back would be huge. If not, it's at least if he is going to be out for either you know rest of the season, extended period of time, at least it is good to see um, them having that kind of balanced scoring. Because I know I think I might have mentioned it last week that that Corey had talked about finding that depth off, off the bench because they had you know four or five guys back. Um, that we're going to be starting that have kind of done it at the varsity level, but not a ton of other guys that had. So um, seeing them be able to to come up with a big win late against a ranked team, do that kind of thing, just is, is a really good jumping off point for them um, early in the season. And clearly from the score as well, they're kind of playing the pace and the tempo and the way they want it to be, which is usually in about the 50s or 60s is kind of, it seems like where they want to be winning basketball games. But Albany with that, um, you know, like you said, only one loss on the season. Um a good start for them as well. Um, they're in section six, two a being three and one and probably going to jump up in the rankings. And then the other team who's off to a really strong start um, this year is Sartell, who's up to four and oh, um, they're sitting right at the top of, you know, the standings, early standings, I guess, in section eight, four a, but I got to see them last uh, Thursday when they took on Ricori on the road. And um, I was really impressed by what I saw from them. Um, it was a game where, Obviously, you have Mason Lund, who had, you know, he scored in the 20s and is going to consistently get double-digit rebounds. I think he's averaging over 10 rebounds a game so far this year in, like, 25 points a game. But he did it in a way that wasn't really hunting shots, wasn't jacking up a ton of, you know, contested shots. It was kind of picking his spots, uh, working the offensive rebounds a lot too early, um, and then kind of picked uh, picked a spot for a late dunk and some, you know, jump shots late. But the big story in this one was Parker Knutson off the bench, who made 10 of 12 shots, um, hits, I think it was six three-pointers in the second half, um, five or six, and just completely took over the game there and made it kind of out of reach. Or Corey 
despite them being young, playing basically all juniors, um, they still kept it close in the early going and played really well through most of that first half and either in the first minutes of the second half. Uh, but right when they brought it close, Sartell just opened up the game and ended up winning by nearly 30 points. So um, they've shown a lot. They've been undefeated to start the year. They've been getting scoring from a lot of different spots. Um, in that game, uh, you know, Evan Templin and Logan Clark, who are guys that consistently scoring double figures for them, they only come, you know, they were kind of lower scoring in that game. I think Evan maybe had seven or nine and Logan only had a basket or two, but they still were able to have someone like Parker step up and come off the bench, hit a bunch of shots. And that's kind of what it's been for them this year. They have a bunch of guys they can rely on. Uh, they weren't playing the best defensive early, but that energy really stepped up in the second half, created a lot of fast break points, created a lot of open shots, and they were just knocking them all down. So they've done a lot to um, impress me earlier in this year. And I know they're also at, you know sitting kind of that 15 to 20 ranking in Class 4A, which they've jumped up to for the first time this year. Um, so they're clearly kind of making people start to notice. And I'm really interested over this holiday break, especially they play – a couple different 4A teams that they haven't played before. I believe they even play Lakeville South at um, the Granite City Classic coming up too, and a couple other section teams, you know, in the next month. And I think we'll even get a better idea of them. But from what I've seen in person from their box scores so far, um, they're playing at a really elite level to start the year. No, definitely. Yeah. It seemed like a very, when, when, when you were describing it as close, I was like, it was 30 point difference, but once you hit the second second half, I mean, like you said, Parker Knudsen scoring 18 of his 24 points in the second half is slightly big. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But uh, kind of going into the rest of the basketball world for boys um, to kind of go through some of the scores. Obviously, Sock Rapids Rice getting that nice win against Big Lake that I was at. Um, you were at for you know the first half of the game. Um, they had a really nice win, but. Kind of dipped a little bit. Uh, they lost to Alexandria 58-38. Um, Alexandria being one of the top teams this year, so um, definitely a, a, a tough opponent there. Then they lost 55-54 to Tech um, in a very close game. Um, Tech was able to was led by um, Tamarin and, and Don, Donald Ferguson III, so both of them combining for 28 points. Um, and then Garrison Murray was able to get 11 points in that game. Um, and then, you know, you have, <clears throat> excuse me, you have, you have, um, big Lake beating or Corey 77 to 56 on Tuesday night. Um, tech lost to Columbia Heights 77 to 67 on Saturday night. Um, Devin Yeager was kind of the, the rebound King that night with 12 rebounds and two steals. Um, but overall, you know, some, some close games, um, uh, a team that's been having a lot of close games is a team that you're going to see tonight um, with Apollo. Um, started off Thursday um, with two Thursdays ago. Sorry, this is a Friday. We don't usually record on a Friday, but due to the fact that I was coming off a plane and stuff, we, um, we were recording on a Friday. But we'll get back to Wednesday again. Don't worry. We always say that, but we will. Um, but, uh, yeah, Thursday, December 9th, Fer Fergus Falls beat Apollo 61-57. Um, then Apollo kind of flipped it around on Friday, um, winning 77 to 76 against Mamiji. Um, and then they lost 76 to 39 to Brainerd on Tuesday. And then last night on Thursday night, they beat Hutchinson 53-50. So I guess you kind of flip a coin, see which way it lands. And that's kind of how Apollo's playing. I, 
how would you kind of evaluate um, these these first few games of the season? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of shocking to see them in the 30-point range. You know, getting wins in the 50-point range, that's not at least the last couple of years what we've seen a lot. Um, you know, something that I know Jason Allen talked about before the year was the defense keen on a lot more in last night. Um, obviously, I didn't get to see the game, but it being only in the 50s, that's that's clearly a sign that it's going a bit better than the previous game. Obviously, the offense just wasn't rolling in that road game um, to only put up less than 40 points. But it's early in the season. There's a lot of new guys um, kind of stepping into spots. They do have a couple guys back, like Thomas Dew and Jamari Abston, who started, um, and Isaiah Washington, who's having a great year only as a freshman, um, who played a lot as an eighth grader. He didn't, you know, he didn't shoot much. He didn't score a ton that year, but did a lot of other nice things with his game and it seems like he's kind of taking over uh that scoring mentality a bit more so far this year he's been in double figures most of their games um has been a really key offensive piece um and tate watkins is someone who's been grabbing a lot of rebounds for them um and has also been putting up some some nice points so i'll be interested to see what kind of team we get tonight you know they're going back to back kind of with playing last night which you don't see a ton in high school basketball um, playing two nights in a row. So we'll, we'll kind of, I think it'll be really key early to see how ready they are to kind of try to get on the fast break, push the tempo, which they like to do. Um, and if they're able to do that at, you know, a successful rate, but it's been up and down, but it is, it is early in the year. So I'm kind of excited to see which version of Apollo am I going to get the team that's scoring in the seventies and the thirties, the fifties. Um, we'll find out tonight, but Tonight will be a really key game because they're playing Detroit Lakes, who's in their section. The only time they'll play them this year. Um, the only two times I could find that these teams recently played each other in the past couple of years was in the section quarterfinals last year where Apollo needed a buzzer beater to upset them on the road. Um, when Apollo was the five seed, they beat Detroit Lakes as the four seed. So um, they have a little bit of recent history there, kind of a you know big ending, and that was only in March. So that wasn't too long ago. So it will be two teams a little familiar with each other and also – could play a big role down um, down the line in the section standings because right now it's like Alexandria at the top and a big gap to everyone else from what it's looking like so far. Alexandria has been dominating, playing incredible, um, and I think everyone else's uh, you know point differential, the points you put up versus the points you give up in a game, is negative. Other than Alexandria, who has a huge positive differential, so um, they're, they're you know the state runner-ups and all they lost to is Minnehaha in the championship last year, so they're going to be a favorite. But um, I think they're even kind of impressing teams with with how they've started out of the gate, it seems like. Yeah, no, definitely. And, um, yeah, you'll be out there on um, t- tonight for, for that game and definitely should be a good one. Um, one thing to note, Thomas Dew has kind of been averaging a double-double um, over the first few um, first four or five games. So um, that's been really good to see. And, um, I mean, obviously, you know, from last night's box score, five different guys kind of contributing. So obviously nice to see that it's not just one person that's, you know, taking on that scoring mentality. They have a handful of guys that can, that can step up. And honestly, I wish I could be going to that because I always love seeing Jason, Jason Allen on the sidelines with his, you know, his towel and, you know, just. Well, did you see, did you see that he has on the, on the sideline? Yeah. Did you see the leg kick of his after they got the game winner in their second game? No, um, the year when they won by one. It was kind of a rebound. I think it was Tyler Hansen put in the game winner and Jason did a leg kick that I'm pretty sure probably hurt the next day. <laughs> you also find the video on Twitter. If you go to their Twitter account, scroll back a little. Um, they, they tried to hit a couple game winners. The ball bounced around. They grabbed it. And I think it was Tyler that put it up to kind of 
um, bank it in right before the buzzer to get that win. So they've played, like you said, they've played close games. They've been in big moments. We'll, we'll see if I get another buzzer beater tonight or not. Don't worry, Jason. We we love you. We just we just like to we just like to joke around a little bit. <laughs> and then one of the other only teams we um, you know hasn't played much this year is Cathedral. They're zero and one. They lost by double digits in their first game of the season. Um, I think with Jordan Schumann being their leading scorer in that one. And so we haven't really got a great chance to to analyze them yet or see them. Hopefully in the next couple weeks we'll get to. But um, other than that, uh, you know, kind of record wise, you know, Tech has both of their losses came against teams. I think that were ranked or were either, um, you know, really close to being ranked as well. So they've played a kind of a tough schedule there, one and two. Um, and as you mentioned earlier, Tamron um, and Donald Ferguson, the third, the two brothers that have been transfers for them have just been huge in putting up points the vast majority of their scoring doing a lot of good things defensively it looks like too so um those are guys we're going to be excited to see in the coming weeks as well i know especially when we see apollo play tech at the end of the month um that'll be a really nice nice matchup there other than that sock rapids one and two uh ricori is oh and five at this point but i did see some good things out of them in that game last thursday like i said they stuck with it for a while um, they did some nice things defensively. They hit their shots early. Um, you could kind of tell it was just one of those deals with inexperience and just kind of losing that energy late in the game. But, you know, all their starters are juniors um, and only Jack Spanier is the only one I think that's played like huge minutes before on varsity. And he led them in that game in points um, and did some nice things defensively, too. So they have some pieces. They also have some big guys that, you know, are putting up good good minutes and good opportunities in the post and finishing. It just is going to be kind of putting it all together. Um, so we'll see how that goes going forward. But um, that's kind of where the boys basketball teams sit right now through the first couple of weeks. Definitely. Yeah. And I think the only other game that you went to was uh, St. John's basketball on Tuesday night. I know St. Cloud state hockey is on a break for a few weeks or a couple of weeks. Um, a lot of sports are kind of the winter, the winter season is, begun and there's no more fall season left but um not a whole lot of teams playing right now either a because of postponement due to covid or um just they're not they're during it's during christmas break or winter break um and so forth but maybe talk about the st john's game on tuesday yeah it was you know it was nice to see them win because the the previous week on wednesday i you know went and seen um st ben's play hamlin and St. Ben's, they'd won their first six games of the year, and then they lost by 24 points to the one I went. So I felt like I was kind of a curse in that one. Um, and then they, they lost their game since. And then I think last night's, um, or two nights ago, got canceled because of kind of the storm coming through. So um, St. Ben's is sitting at six and two. So still a nice start to the year, but I felt like it was a little bit of a curse in that one. But St. John's, instead, they extended their win streak to seven games, actually. They were also at a six-game win streak when I saw them. They were able to get a win. Um, they're, they won their first two games of the year, lost their next two, and now they've won seven in a row, and they're really starting to kind of find their stride. They've had a couple injuries to starters at different points in this season that's um, kind of made them rework their lineup a little bit, get some other guys some experience. Um, and, and you can tell it really paid off in this one because they just shot incredibly and got scoring from basically all levels. Um, they were playing Carlton, who I believe came in as the number three team in the conference and St. John's was kind of sitting at number two or tied for first in the standings. They're still undefeated against conference teams and kind of expected it to be a close one. And St. John's won 80 to 51 in this one. And Carlton was a team that came in averaging like almost 90 points a game. So 
they really stepped it up at home, a place that they've been almost impossible to beat um, for the last couple years. And in this one, it, it really came down to their shooting. They shot um, 11 of 18 from beyond the arc, 61%, which was also their same percentage from the field. They're actually lower on free throws. They only took five free throws. They were three for five. So they were at free throws than they were the three-point line, but it didn't really hurt them this one. Um, and a couple of key storylines were, um, you know, Mitchell Plombon, who's a cathedral grad. He was able to come back for his second game um, in a row. He'd missed about seven games or so with uh, kind of a lower back injury, a plate thing that doesn't need surgery, but needed kind of a break. So uh, he was back. He came off the bench, had a really good game, and he's, um, you know, hoping to be able to be more healthy kind of going forward, even get back into the starting lineup and such. So um, it was good to see him come back, be healthy, have an impact. And then another one that was really big was Jared Rainey, um, who played point guard in this one because um, their normal point guard, Colden Kadut, he's been hurt. So um, Jared's someone that started a bit this year. He took over more of the ball handling role. And he scored 15 points on only five shots, um, made all five shots, made all his free throws, and um, also had a ton of steals, played really well. He's a guy that transferred from uh, St. Thomas just this last year, actually. So you don't see too many St. Thomas to St. John's. That's usually the rivalry. Instead, he decided to to come here to a program that, um, you know, is someone kind of at the top of the Mayak as well that is always fighting for championships. And he's stepped in really nicely um, into that lineup. And then there's a couple other freshman guys that hit a bunch of three-pointers and just a lot of good things. So now they go into their winter break, like I said, at 9-2 and two overall. Um, I believe Augsburg... I think they're still undefeated in conference, but they just lost a game again, too. So they're kind of them and Augsburg both have two losses on the year. They're kind of at the top of the Mayak and they play. I think it's a couple weekends into January. So I'm kind of hoping to see when Augsburg comes to St. John's and those two teams play. So that's kind of the big one right now. I know St. Cloud State men's and women's basketball. They both um, I think they played tonight and Saturday. Those are their last games before the winter break as well. Um, they both swept games at home last Saturday. So they're both, uh, the women's teams ranked for the first time in a long time. Men's team starting to kind of find their stride too. So, um, a lot of good things going on in college basketball in the area right now. Definitely. And all of a sudden after these next couple of weeks, we'll get back to hockey and basketball and all that happy stuff before, uh, we start getting into sooner or later, it'll become time for playoffs. So mm-hmm. the postseason. So, um, but no, definitely. Good to see that uh, everybody's kind of going in the right direction as we get ready for this winter break and um, getting ready for uh, what's to come in the new year. Yeah, so other than that, I think that's going to wrap up the first section of the show. So uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we're going to kind of go through all those other high school scores and stats from the last uh, you know, couple, four or five days, um, fill you in on you know kind of the key trends, some of the top performers, and what to kind of look out for as we get deeper into December here. So we're going to take a quick break, and we will be right back. And welcome back to the SC Times Sports Report podcast. Like we mentioned, we're going to kind of run through the, a lot of the other high school sports. Um, some of them have kind of got their season underway, a couple games under their belt, and we're starting to see kind of some trends out of. One is that Sartell girls basketball 
Um, it's off to a really good start to the year. We saw them win their first game of the year against Recording. They're up to four and one now. Um, they got a 30 plus point victory over Moorhead uh, last Thursday, where Avery Templin led them with 20 points. And then they also followed that up with another big win um, earlier this week, beating Monticello by, let me see if I can do my math now, 45 points in that one, 71 to 26, um, with Riley Demain, Avery, and then Chloe Turner all being in double figures. So, um, they're off to a really good start there um, with bringing back a couple pieces, like someone like Avery that hadn't played for a while um, with that injury, and then a couple juniors that got starting experience last year. It's clearly um, paying off really well for the girls so far this year. Um, they're 1-1 one one in conference, but they are 4-1 overall, like I said. So a nice start for them. And then also um, a team that's been picking up a lot of wins is Ricori as well. Um, they won 70-36 to over Howard Lake Waverly Winstead last Thursday. And then they also um, picked up another win earlier this week um, over Big Lake. I think that was, yeah, 79-56 to 56 on Monday. Um, so they're all the way up to 5-2 and two now, I believe. Um, so they're also off to a really good start. They lost that first game that we saw, but they've bounced back really well. They haven't got to play um, any section teams so far this year, which that section from what we were kind of talking about before we recorded it is pretty wide open this year, I would say. recorey has been kind of off on their own i think it was section 5 3a with a lot of teams like you know big lake monticello some of those teams kind of down um 94 and highway 10 that they don't see very much in conference and you know other things but now this year they're they're with you know wilmer and alexandria and sock rapids um in only a 16 section that they have a really good chance at um i'll be interested to see once we get more into conference play what they look like um i think their only two losses so far this year are in conference, they've won all their non-conference games. So, um, you know, an interesting kind of dynamic there. But otherwise, you know, a, a nice sign to see Ricori off to such a good start as well. Definitely. And another team that's been starting off well is Cathedral. We went and saw them play um, a few weeks ago. Um, but they've ended up 4-1 and one now. Um, Cathedral got a 63-34 to 34 win against Spectrum last or this past Tuesday. And then last night on Thursday, they beat Mora 48-17 to on the road to start off the Granite Ridge opener. So um, some good performances by the Crusaders from that point of view. Um, St. Cloud's been battling in some really close games. Um, lost to Wilmer on Thursday night, 51-48. to Was able to win against Alexandria. Um, they got that win on Friday night, 62-59. Um, to So um, Jaina Benson getting 20 points and... Kira Anderson getting 18 points, Sarah Harris getting 14 points. Those three have been kind of the main point leaders for um, St. Cloud this season. So um, been good to see that they're able to battle a little bit. Um, had a tough game against Becker on Monday night, but Becker's a phenomenal team. So um, not nothing too surprising there. Um, and then Sock Rapids Rice um, just been trying to figure out, you know, how to get that win going. Um, still winless this season, but um, they had a close game, or they had a, a good game, um, uh, what was it, uh, Friday against Brainerd. Um, they lost 65-53. to 53. Um, Grace Roche um, was able to get 24 points and 8 rebounds. Um, and then Courtney Paulson had 13 points and 3 rebounds. So um, a good game for them there, but still looking to get that first win on, under their belt um, later on this week. Yeah, and then the last... The only one we haven't mentioned there is Albany, actually, who you're seeing tonight. Um, they're 2-2 two and two on the season. Um, 
you know, having they're playing some really tough teams like Minnehaha, who they played. Um, they've also played Sox Center, who's a really good team. So, you know, they've they've already got it. And as we've talked about here before, you know, over the the Christmas break, they're going to be playing Providence and then I believe Minnetonka, who are two of the you know better teams in the state as well. So they're definitely getting their tests in early. Um, and tonight as well, they're playing Pequot Lake, so I believe is a top ten team. Albany kind of sitting in that ten to twenty range. So I know you're excited to see this one here on Friday night. Yeah, no, it's it, like you said, a tough loss against Sox Center 55-53 on um, Thursday night. But um, different players kind of standing out every every game. It seems like, you know, early on in the season, it was Maddie Herkinoff. Um, the Alyssa Sand was able to have a good performance with 21 points and 10 rebounds against Sox Center. Um, so it's kind of one of those, you know, every, every game is kind of different. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this game. I think it should be a fun one. Um, Pequot Lakes is undefeated right now, so um, definitely, I'm sure they they want to try and get that first loss against Pe- or for Pe- Pequot Lakes. Um, we'll see what happens, but um, obviously, last year the main focus was Paige Meyer, and so it's like you know we haven't been able to see them play yet this year, so it'll be interesting to see who steps up and takes over some of that role that Paige Meyer had um, last year, um, and kind of go from there. Yeah, so that's kind of where girls basketball sits at. Um, gymnastics is another sport that's just getting their season underway, mostly starting off just this last, <clears throat> sorry, believe me, Thursday, and then um, a couple of results last night as well. Um, for Sartell, who's a team that lost a lot of pieces from last year, is going to be looking a bit differently this year. They lost to Brainerd um, in you know, that dual meet, but Ella Simmons um, placed well in the all-around and was first in the vault, and Morgan Weber was first in bars and beams, so... Those are definitely two names that we've seen before at the varsity level. We might expect to, you know, be able to qualify for state as individuals and, you know, see where they go as people that have been to state before. Um, and then in St. Cloud's case, they beat Wilmer 140.35 to 130.175. So um, a dominant victory for them. Uh, they were led by Caitlin Zach, who was a state qualifier last year. She was top three in all four of her events. Uh, and then Taylor Schaefer, who, you know, has been incredible at all around multiple times at state. Now she was, you know, she won all four individual events. She was, you know, above almost a nine, let's see, a nine, four and two events and right around a nine, two and other two events, which is a really great start to the year two to win the all around. So um, they're looking strong as well. And then Sock Rapids also competed against Brainerd. That would be just last night on December 16th. And Carly Weisenbeck, who was a really good athlete for them last year, she was second in the all around. So kind of a lot of these names, um, that we watched have a lot of success last year have translated already really clearly um, very well to begin this season, you know, which is always good to see. A lot of these names could be people kind of competing as, if not their team, uh, for sure as individuals as, as the year goes on. So pretty impressive start in gymnastics. Yeah. And then heading into boys hockey, um, a lot of postponements over the last couple of days, um, but um, able to see at least a handful of teams competing um one one team that's kind of had a really good week is uh cathedral uh they got a six to three win against duluth marshall on um saturday uh nolan widman had four goals in that game a really good performance by him um and then tuesday they followed it up with a 14 to nothing win against prairie center um chandler Hendricks and joey Galipsi, um they both had three goals um, Tommy Goman had four assists and Nolan Woodman had five assists. So, um, pretty good performance by them, um, being able to score, 
you know, 20 goals in two games. Not a, <laughs> not a, bad, way, not a bad way to start off the week. Um, and then Sartell, they've had a few very close games. Um, lost Mimiji one to nothing on Friday. Um, Noah Hacker had 30 saves on 31 shots. Um, just the offense wasn't able to come out um, in that game. Um, and then they came back and won one nothing against uh, River Lakes on, uh, I believe that was Tuesday night. Um, they they were able to get that win. Um, Brandon Bonick, um, he had seven, 16 saves and a shutout for Sartell. Brandon and Noah have been kind of battling for that goalie spot. Um, Jack Schmitz was able to get that one goal for the Sabres. Cron- Carson Cronquist, um, he was able to save 27 of the 28 shots for the Stars that night. Just that offense wasn't able to go that well. And then um, River Lakes was able to get a win against Coon Rapids on Saturday. Um three to two and uh, kind of three different guys being able to get a goal. So good versatility there. Um, and then Ashton Fitcher, who's also kind of competing head to head with Carson. Um, he saved 23 of 25 shots. So um, some good outings for everybody. St. Cloud We've got a four to, nothing, four to two win against Rogers. Um, and that was a nice win for them. Ben Condon's back. Um, he had 40 saves on 42 shots, which is, Phenomenal 42 shots is a lot of shots on you. Um, so being able to save that many is really impressive. They lost five to two against St. Michael Albertville last night. Um, but uh, St. Michael Albertville definitely a tough team um, to compete against. So, yeah, overall, some really good, really good uh, games over the last week or so. Um, I know a lot of these teams are going to be competing in the Granite City uh, hockey tournament um, that last week of December. So, um, be interesting to see kind of how those matchups all um, come out um, as we get ready for that week. Yeah, and like you said, with you know, especially a lot of games last night um, getting postponed for girls hockey, there's still been a couple key results over the last week. Um, one was St. Cloud and River Lakes, two of our local teams playing each other last Thursday, where St. Cloud came out with a pretty dominant five to one victory in that. Cat Bell had three goals, who has been having a great year um, for the Crush, their first year as the Crush. Um, she has 10 goals and two assists to lead the team uh, with 12 points so far this year and has looked really strong. And the Crush themselves have looked really good. I believe they're six and four now. Um, you know, one of one of the one of the better teams in the area so far and off to a pretty nice start. And also to go along with that, um, they also beat Wilmer six to one in that one. Kaylee Davidson had two goals. And Kaylee Falconer, she had 16 saves on 17 shots in that one, and she saved 20 on 21 shots in that River Lakes win. So um, St. Cloud definitely looking really good so far. And then Sartell, Sock Rapids, and River Lakes also played. This one was a bit closer of a game, but uh, the Storm and Sabres were able to win 2-1 to one on that one. Um, and Morgan Doran saved 15 shots um, in goal there. So uh, clearly it's, it's you know cool to see a couple of them starting to get to play a little bit of these crossover games of the local schools, kind of see where they match up as we get into the conference season and then a couple of them will also be playing kind of over the the holidays and some of those tournaments you mentioned so um we're kind of finally starting to get i feel like in the swing of this thing we'll see if these postponements if they continue to build up if we're going to have you know a bit, little bit of a lighter load here as we enter the new year um we're just going to kind of have to see where that goes that's gonna we've really seen it in hockey these last couple of days but i'm assuming it's gonna have to spread to the other sports you know kind of at some point depending on the school, the program, whatever you have. So um, we're crossing our fingers, less postponements, the better. But, you know, um, we dealt with it last year and there's a good chance we could deal with it again this winter. 
Yeah, no, unfortunately, might be the case. I know a few of these schools got canceled because of ice and conditions like that last night, but uh, specifically Alexandria, I know for sure they were canceling everything. But um, definitely, uh, unfortunately, part of the season um, with everybody staying inside with the winter season coming about. So, um, and then lastly, just wanted to go over a little bit of wrestling. Um, sorry, wrestling. There you uh, yeah, there we go. Um, to start off the week, Thursday on December 9th, Sock Rapids got a couple wins against Spectrum and St. Agnes. Um, some really good performances, a lot of pins by um, Sock Rapids. Um, just a very dominating performance by um, the Storm on that night. Albany was able to get a 45-18 to 18 win against Zimmerman that night as well, um, but fell to Dassel Cocado Litchfield, 43-27. to 27. Um, Declan Crumley had a couple pins um, for Albany, which was really good to see. And then same with um, Peyton, uh, Peyton Crumley. So um, good to see that. Um, and then on Friday and Saturday, the big tournament was uh, the Paul Bunyan um, tournament in Brainerd. Sartell and St. Cloud went and competed in that. Um, Jackson Kenning finished first in 138 pounds. Um, he's been, I mean, he's 9-1 now. Um, in match play and just been really good this season. Um, kind of someone that we were expecting to be good this year. Um, same with uh, Andy Johnson. He got third in 170 pounds. Um, and then Cody Brott got first. Um, just a really good, really good overall um, performance by him competing against some tough, tough opponents in, with Brainerd and Mamiji and Grand Rapids. Um, and then Tucker Hoog. Um, he finished third for at 220 for St. Cloud. Spencer Johnson for Sartell. He finished second at 126. Ashton Lipinski finished third at 152 pounds for Sartell. And then Will Budge finished second at 195 for the Sabres. Um, so good performances there. Um, and then also on Saturday, um, Sock Rapids went out to Chanhassen um, for a big tournament. Vance Bars got first place at 113 pounds. And Cole Ackerman got first place or no, sorry, second place at 182. He actually lost um, in the f championship match due to an injury, but he did um, earn his 75th career match win um, in the first round of the tournament. So congratulations to Cole on that end. Um, another local, you know, rivalry match was Ricori and Albany on Tuesday night. Um, Ricori got the 45 to 30 win against Albany. Um, the Moshko brothers are just phenomenal. Um, they, you know, they have Austin at 152, who's kind of a leader of theirs this year. Um, they also have Evan Moshko at 145, and then they also have their little brother now, Cameron at 106, which is not a good thing for other opponents. <laughs> um, cause those three are just dominating, um, for the Sabres or for the Spartans this year. So, um, overall really good week for, for wrestling. Um, I'm going to try and get out to a wrestling match, um, or a dual meet. Uh, I think Tuesday um, as Ricori plays um, or competes against Sock Rapids. Um, so it should be kind of fun to see wrestling live again. Definitely. So just kind of to recap as our week kind of wraps up here, um, like we mentioned here on Friday when we're recording it, um, this podcast will be at Apollo tonight for boys basketball. Brian will be at Albany for girls basketball. Albany for the second straight night too. Seeing the boys last night, getting out there again for the girls tonight. So Good to see that. Get to gotta get my husky love, you know. That's true. That's true. You make the trip, 
Um, you got to make it worth it. So we'll get to see them. Um, I believe tomorrow you're getting to see uh, the Storm and Sabres play for girls hockey. And then I'm going to be seeing um, the junior hockey team, the Norsemen, play um, on Saturday night. Haven't got to see them yet uh, this winter. And they've been having um, a pretty solid start uh, to their second season here in St. Cloud. So I'm going to see them on Saturday night. And then um, next Tuesday I am off. But like you said, you're planning to kind of see some wrestling next Tuesday maybe a couple other events and then it, it really slows down next week. So, um, after that, you know, kind of Wednesday and Thursday, right before that, that weekend of Christmas. So, um, like I mentioned, kind of at the top of the podcast next weekend, sorry, not next weekend, next week on Wednesday, when we record on a Wednesday, we promise it has to be a Wednesday. Cause it's the only day next week. We both work at the same time <laughs> uh, on Wednesday. So it's going to have to happen. So on Wednesday, we're going to record and we're going to preview that. Like Brian mentioned, we have, you know, big boys hockey tournament with a lot of local teams. We have girls hockey teams playing. We have Cathedral has fastball tournaments. We have the Granite City Classic, which has like 100-something probably teams almost. I think they're going to be up too soon enough. I think it's about 60 or 70 last time I checked. Uh, boys and girls teams playing in the area at Tech, Sartell, St. Ben's, St. John's, St. Cloud, everywhere. So uh, there's going to be plenty to cover that last week for sure. But this is going to be kind of our downtime, especially next week. But We'll take that to preview and kind of look at where uh, the year has been. We might even talk about some of the the top sports stories of the year as well. We're going to be working on that next week too. Um, kind of look back at you know 2021. I know it it didn't it didn't start the greatest as 2020 didn't end the greatest, but we still had a lot of cool moments to look back at uh, over the last 12 months. So that's where we're going to kind of be. Anything else uh, you want to mention before we wrap up today, Brian? No, just. Um, you know, obviously a lot of stuff coming your way. Um, check out sctimes.com for basically all your coverage. Um, I know, you know, with, with the holiday season coming up, our news reporters have been doing a good job with putting out, you know, where to see lights and kind of fun things like that and different, uh, cool stories around the area. Um, they've been doing a good job of keeping up on breaking news and such too. So, um, if you're looking for other than sports news, um, we have a lot of content there too. So, um, definitely make sure to check out sctimes.com, get to that subscription. We have some holiday deals, um, I think now and into the end of December. So if you haven't subscribed yet, click that subscribe button. I think it's only a dollar for the first six, uh, you know, a dollar per month for six months. I, I mean, that's a steal. Ask it for a Christmas present. Why not? You know, that's an option too. That's Love like it. a stocking stuffer in my yeah. mind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, plug for the news department too. Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of cool stuff going on. Like you said, yeah, make sure to subscribe and continue to, to see all the stuff we're working on um, through the holidays and into January when the regular season kind of starts up in full force again. But other than that, I think that'll about wrap it up today. So once again, thank you for turning in to the SC time sports Report podcast and we will see you again next time.